Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the All Sports Talk podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. As always, people usually call me JR, good old JR, hot rod. It does not matter. It is so good to be talking to you guys again. And again, I do want to appreciate everybody for the wonderful, wonderful comments, the wonderful views and the wonderful support I've been getting from each and every single one of you guys every single day. Uh, We are really close to that milestone and I think we can probably break it to this week. And I know people always tell me, what's the milestone? What's the milestone? Well, it wouldn't really be a surprise because this is more of you guys than it is for me. So without you guys, we wouldn't be getting to this milestone. So we're really close. We're really close. And if you also follow me on my Instagram page, my Facebook page, you know, you will see the uh, milestone there. But we're almost there, just a little bit more. And hopefully we get there by the end of this week. It'd be pretty cool. But as always, I do want to thank you guys for the love and the support for you know you guys tuning in i know there's only 24 hours in a day so for you guys to give me 30 minutes of your time or at least 30 minutes of your time it really does warm my heart and it really does uh, bring me joy that you guys do care and that you guys do listen so i want to thank you all of you and you know hopefully you know we get some exciting stuff going here pretty soon and we get a little bit more take giveaways and everything so Hopefully everything turns out good. So here we go, guys. We have the first lineup of the day, NHL playoffs. They, uh, you know, the first round was kind of, is kind of shocking to me because it's either a really close series or it's a blowout. You know, it's there's no in between. There's no back and forth. But uh, the Jets, the Winnipeg Jets advance. To the second round after sweeping Edmonton four against a zero on a triple overtime, no less. Triple overtime, the Jets win the series four zero. They move on. <laughs> they wait for their next uh, opponent. So the Penguins lose in double overtime because of a uh, Tristan Jerry, the goalkeeper of the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was sort of a mishandling of the puck he kind of just gave it to him gave it to the attacker of the New York Islander and he put it in the net in double overtime and that was the game that was the game and now the Islanders lead the Penguins three games to two they are one game away from eliminating a very favorable Stanley Cup favorite and Sidney Crosby the Pittsburgh Penguins so <clears throat> it's uh it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting uh because oof. Sidney Crosby not making it to the second round. That's uh it's kind of unheard of. I mean, I guess the NHL landscape is changing again. Ovechkin's gone. Connor McDavid yesterday uh with the Islanders already put it out there that you know, he loves his team and he loves his city, but he can't envision them winning the cup. He's given everything he had. He just doesn't think the Islanders are the team that's to or, you know, the uh, Edmonton Oilers to win it. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Connor McDavid, 
he uh, heads to free agency. Alex Kovacin is another name. You know, this free agency for the NHL, it's going to heat up. And there's going to be a lot of moving parts this free agency. So the landscaping of the NHL is about to change again, especially with the Seattle Kraken being the new franchise of the NHL. We don't know what's going to happen. So, oof. And the Knights, they lose 4-2. to The Minnesota Wild keep their hopes alive. Only being down one game, Las Vegas still holds the lead series three games to two. So now they have to go back to Minnesota, try to close it out there for Las Vegas. Uh, I just found out an interesting stat about the Knights. As much success as they had, they have never clinched a game-winning series game at home. They have never clinched a game series win at home. It's always been on the road. All their playoff series wins have been on the road. And I've, I never realized that. Las Vegas has never won at home when it comes to uh, game clinching time. And, you know, Mark Flurry, now the reputation grows again. He is now 14 and 20 in, you know, game-winning uh, clinch series. So it's uh, it's sad because as good as a goalie he is, it's just, you know, that last game, it's just, I don't know if it gets to his head or if it gets, uh, if it gets just in the way of him. But, you know, now Las Vegas, they have to go to Minnesota try to win the series out there and if Minnesota wins there there will be a game 7 here on Friday in Las Vegas but we'll see we'll see uh I don't know what happened yesterday it just seemed like the uh I think at one point I think they only shot one time in the second quarter for Minnesota and they only shot 14 but they managed to get four goals so that's a that's a pretty good night for Minnesota and then the Knights, they score, they shoot almost 40, and only two goals went in. So give it up to Abbott for the Minnesota's goaltender for having a very strong game yesterday. So we'll see what happens. More hockey playoffs tonight, and it's it's been exciting. Some teams have already advanced. Some teams are, for the teams that advanced, they're just going to rest now and just wait for their opponents to finish up. So we'll see. Let's move on to some NBA playoffs. So the Nuggets, they beat the Blazers 128-109. And that was from a very, very valiant effort from Damian Lillard. 42 points. 42 points. This man, Damian Lillard, scored 42 points. And it still wasn't enough because Jokic scored 38 and the Nuggets just, they just got the better of the Blazers yesterday. This is the thing. Damian Lillard is, is is always putting up crazy numbers. It's just this is sometimes this is just the results. This is just the results for Lillard. It's just uh it's so heartbreaking because Lillard is a pure shooter as well. And it just seems like it's never enough. It's never enough. And it it feels like deja vu for the Portland Trailblazers all over again, doesn't it? Remember last year they beat the uh they beat the Lakers game one and it was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I think the Blazers might be into something, and then they ended up losing four straight. And then that was kind of it. But Damian Lillard always put up amazing numbers. It feels like deja vu again 
for the uh, for the Trailblazers. It's just, ugh. We'll see what happens in Game 3. It looks like it's an exciting series. So, it's tied 1-1, so we'll see what happens. NBA playoffs, let's see here. We got another game here. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's give it up for the Milwaukee Bucks as of yesterday. Uh, they scored 46 points in the first quarter. That is the NBA record for most points in a quarter during the NBA playoffs. 46. And they just controlled it all the way there. They just controlled it all the way there. Uh, by the end of the first, they were up by 26, and they just did not look back. They ended up winning 132-98. Uh, now they're up 2-0 against the uh, Miami Heat, the team that eliminated them last year. This is, uh, yeah, I think, you know, new year, new me type of deal. Well, this is really it. I think Milwaukee is in control of the series now. I don't know how Miami gets past this, so we'll see. We'll see again. It's just Miami was a good field story last year. It it feel, It kind of feels like the magic's run out, doesn't it? It feels like the magic has kind of run out, and I cannot, I cannot even fathom the idea of just this happening. But you know, other than that, I mean, get up for Milwaukee. Forty-six points in one quarter is not an easy task. That is scores that you see like at halftime: forty-six, forty-eight, fifty-two, something. But to go up forty-six in one quarter. Especially in the first, they just were lights out. So, you know, kudos to Milwaukee. Hopefully Miami can counter that at home now in Game 3 against Miami. We'll see how that goes. And then as far as the NBA playoffs tonight, both L.A. teams are playing. The Clippers and the Lakers are trying to rebound from their Game 1 loss uh, against the Dallas Mavericks for the Clippers and against the Phoenix Suns for the Lakers now. Um, there's already been conflicting reports when it comes to Kawhi. There has. And, you know, when you're a player like Kawhi and you're a player of a caliber like Kawhi, you know, some of these rumors and reports can get a little bit out of hand. Um, there's already rumors about if the Clippers don't win the NBA championship, which they have a really good shot of doing. You know, they really do. If they don't win the NBA title, and let's say the Clippers get bounced out of the first round. Let's say if Dallas, for some weird reason, they just handle the Clippers. Let's just say they handle them all the way up until Game 7. There's already rumors about Kawhi leaving Los Angeles, opting out of his contract, because he has that option. I don't know where what that would prove to Kawhi. I mean, it's just, it, it would just, I never understood it. I get it. You know, these guys, they want to recruit their guys. They want to do this, but then they have the option to opt out and be left with, leave the team in shambles. I mean, so we'll see. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully it doesn't come down to that point. The Clippers need a strong rebound game tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. They really do. And then as far as the Lakers go, look, there's a defending chance, but it, as I mentioned, it's not going to be an easy road. They're the seventh seed for a reason. They have no three-point game. They're not physical. Nobody's really afraid of them. You know, it's just one. It, the Lakers, I'll put it to you this way. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis most of the time that they're not hurt. And that's about it. And even they're not enough. 
to fix the issues of the three-point range. They're not a three, they can't make three-pointers to save their life. I'm sorry, they can't. They are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. They're not physical in the paint. They're not. They're really not. And, you know, the only thing they got going for them right now is we don't know the severity of the Chris Paul injury. We really don't. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Chris Paul is good enough to go today. Hopefully, that injury wasn't as bad as, you know, it looked when he did took a hard, weird fall game one. So, we'll see how that goes. And then tonight also as well, we have... Uh, the Nets taking on the Boston Celtics. Um, so there's been rumors about Brad Stevens possibly getting fired after this year. And look, I really don't blame those rumors kind of swirling. Only due to the fact because... <sighs> Boston... They... <laughs> how can I put this? Boston really... They're, they're a good team. When you look at them on paper, it's like, man, this is a team that... Looks like they should be competing in this and that. They should be competing for championships. Eastern Conference championships. At the latest. But somehow it's it just gets worse and worse and worse every year. It really does. And, you know, obviously they had a tough draw. The Brooklyn Nets, you know, they, they're a tough draw. You know, KD, you know, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. That's a tough draw for Boston. That really is. So, I don't know what it's going to take for all of this to happen. I really don't. But if I'm Boston, you really got to look at the landscape here. Should Boston fire Brad Stevens? Who is really out there to take this young team and to put a little bit of extra game and to communicate with these guys to take them to the next level? Like what NBA coach is out there? What NBA coach is out there that can get a little bit more better results? I mean, maybe. Maybe Greg Popovich, should the San Antonio Spurs fire him? Maybe Mark Jackson, if he wants to come out of the booth. I can't think of anybody else. I really can't. Maybe Frank Vogel. Maybe, you know, Jason Kidd was just is there to be the new head coach, but Frank Vogel doesn't know it yet for the Los Angeles Lakers. Who knows? We don't know. We do not know. It's so it's gonna be so hard to determine the future of the Boston Celtics should they lose this series and should they fire Brad Stevens. It's gonna be interesting to see how that turns out for the Boston Celtics. So and last, last on our lineup for today, we have some NFL news. So as of right now, Antonio Brown has passed the physical, his physical. So he's officially signing his one-year deal. So Tampa Bay, everybody's back. Everybody is back from that Super Bowl team. And I mean, if they, uh, they didn't win the division last time, and you know they won the Super Bowl, and then they're the Super Bowl champs. Can you imagine with everybody back, Drew Brees retired, Carolina going through quarterback changes, and then Atlanta being Atlanta, 
you know, who knows if Julio Jones is going to be gone. Not to say that Calvin really can't step up, but it's like, well, I mean, we'll see. But it's just one of those things to me where it's like, man, Tampa Bay has, they're a team that they're just, they're better now than they were when they won the Super Bowl. And that's sad. And that's really sad. Everybody's back and everybody's ready to go. I expect them to win the division this year. And possibly repeat. Possibly repeat as Super Bowl champions. I mean, should Kansas City's offensive line stay healthy? Because it seems like that's what uh, that's what it sounds like. I mean, if Kansas City's offensive line stays healthy all year, then... We might get our Super Bowl rematch, and hopefully this time, hopefully this time, it's a better game. Now, as I mentioned last time, you know, in the last Super Bowl matchup where had a Kansas City's offensive line been better or been healthier, would that change the dynamic of the game? Absolutely. Would I have think that Kansas City still would have won? I don't know. I don't know. Because I know they met. And, you know, Kansas City, you know, they kind of did what they had to do. They did what they did to Tampa Bay, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it was just the the health of the offensive line for Kansas City. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to is if Kansas City's offensive line is healthy, then the Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. And that, that's, the, that's the way it is. They have a young quarterback with an amazing arm talent and everything. Why why shouldn't Kansas City and Tampa Bay be the rematch of this year's Super Bowl? You know, why shouldn't it be? Now, obviously, now with 17 games, season's long, injuries happen, so we'll we'll see. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes out and how that plays out for the rest of the uh season. But as of right now, it just seems like it's gonna be Kansas City, Tampa Bay, part two in Los Angeles, so We'll see. We'll see. And lastly, um, some news, you know, I don't want to bring up. And I, you know, it's, uh, it just uh, shocks me, upsets me. And just really sad, really, that at the year 2021, these things are um, still happening in today's, uh, today's world. So, uh, Eugene Chung, uh, not a lot of people do remember him. Uh, he was... The former first rounder of the 1992 draft. Uh, 13th overall, he was selected by New England back in 1992. And then when the Jaguars came to expansion, they kind of stole him from New England because of the expansion draft. Uh, He made all-rookie team his rookie year. And he went on to have a good NFL career from New England to Jacksonville. He played a little bit of Indy. And, you know, he just kind of... Said, hey, enough's enough. And then he became a former assistant. You know, he was in a former NFL assistant head coach uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles back in 2019. So, I mean, it's just the reason I bring this name up is because uh, during uh, the offseason, he went to a job interview to try to get another NFL job. And the interviewer kind of said... You know, kind of said something that um, kind of hurts. It, it kind of kind of makes me wonder what kind of a society we're living in, as far as a country. You know, um, 
was told that you're not the right minority. Um, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Not the right minority. Um, it is 20, the year is 2021. Why are we still looking when we're trying to hire, and not just any NFL job, we're, we're talking about any job in this country. Why are we looking at minorities? Why are we, why are we looking at the color of our skin? Why are we looking at their, anything other than our qualifications? Um. Uh, first of all, he was going for the offensive line coach. Uh, if anybody's gonna have experience of being an offensive lineman, it's uh, it's kind of him. You know, being that he played and he coached. Oh, and he won a, he was the offensive line coach for a Super Bowl winning team, but no big deal. But a team told him that he was not the right minority because of the whole Rooney rule and everything. Well. This is, now I'm not saying, you know, this is people's fault, you know, because there's people out there that are saying, well, this is what happens when you favor one race over another. It's, it's nothing like that. It is nothing like that. What is getting me today is why is it that we are still looking at it like that? Why can't we hire the best people? Why can't we get the best person for the job? I thought that's how you build a winning franchise. You get the best guy for the best job. Um, first of all, Eugene Chung did not deserve this at all. He did not deserve this treatment. Nobody in America deserves this treatment. Um, and I, it shows that he's the bigger man because the NFL did say that they are they do want to review. What happened with Eugene Chung. But Eugene Chung has already told the NFL. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to bash them. I'm just trying to put. I'm just bringing this to light. That already kind of shows what kind of man. Eugene, Eugene Chung really is. Um, he, he wants to talk about it. He doesn't want to bash anybody. He's like well you brought it to light. So let's talk about it. Why? It it kills me to know that it's 2021 and this is still happening all across America. This is what kills me the most. Why are we still looking at race? Why are we still looking at color? Why are we still looking at creed? Why are we still looking at religion? Why are we still looking at anything other than the qualifications for that job? Why does everything else matter? Why? I would not care... Why does any of that matter? It's, it baffles me that it's 2021 in the United States of America, all around the world, in the United States of America, for some weird reason, jobs out there still, whether it's the NFL or some other jobs, still, some companies still look at race, creed, all that other stuff. Why is that? This is one of those situations where this is not about sports. This is not about sports. 
this is about integrity and this is about who you are as a human being. Um, seriously, if you, in 2021, if you still have hate in your heart, and if you still have feelings towards race, and if you still have feelings towards religion, where we can't just mind our own business, I hate to break it to you. You're part of the problem. Um, it is 2021. I do not care. Not to sound insensitive, but I do not care. As me, if I was a coach, and if somebody gave me a head coaching job in the NFL, I would not care about race. I would not care about religion. I just want to know, are you the right man or woman for this job? And I cannot believe in 2021, there's corporations, there's job interviewers out there all across America that still look at those little bullet points and do not focus on the job qualifications on themselves. This is where... This is where, as a human being, it does kind of hurt me. So, I hope uh, Eugene, uh, I'm, I'm proud of Eugene for sticking for what he believes in. I, you know, if he doesn't want to say who said it, that's his choice. And, you know, I'm proud of him for sticking up for himself. It's just, it gets, it, it just, it, it as a, if people knew me, like really knew me, how much this does irk me. It uh I'm trying not to get angry at this. I'm trying not to scream at this. It just it kills me knowing that um this is still being looked at at twenty twenty one. And I think uh you know, I, I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame that twenty twenty one is still happening. All across America. <laughs> I um, I just. <sighs> yeah. And I hope. Uh, I hope Eugene does get justice done though. I hope. Uh, I hope they do find out the team that did say it. And I hope they do get ridiculed for it. And I hope they get blast- plastered out there. And I hope they become. The poster boy for. What type of an interviewer you do not want to be. So. Mm. Other than that. Thank you guys for tuning in in today's episode. I do want to appreciate all of your guys' support. And all of your guys' um, you know, clicks, likes, comments, everything. It really does warm my heart. And as I mentioned. Uh, it is really close to that milestone. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We get to celebrate it together. And hopefully soon we get to enjoy our time together. So I want everybody to take care of themselves. I want everybody to be kind to one another, you know, respect one another. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have yourselves a wonderful day and change the world out there, people. And 
you know, like I said, just be kind to each other. Be nice to each other. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to hang out with them, but just respect people. Take care, everybody.